Welcome to the Her Influence podcast. My name is Vanessa Hoyes and I'm from Montreal here in Canada. I'm one of the co-hosts along with Kathia Stepchuk and Caitlin Kay and we are here uh, today in a Zoom room conversation. We are now having conversations at midday on Tuesday and Thursdays as the Gather Movement. We, you can join via a private closed Facebook group, but you can jump onto our website and our Facebook and find the link to that. We wanted to really just share some strategies in these true conversations about navigating the new now and making sure we're thriving through this life interrupted, this intermission you'll see that we are really talking about all over our social media. So today in this conversation, we have the opportunity and honor of hosting Emma Richardson, who is a local pastor of Slate Church in Ontario, a mom of young children and also a psychotherapist. So she really begins to give strategies to those of us in this conversation about how to navigate our mental health and well-being through this season. It was phenomenal, girls. You're going to love it. Super practical. And then some great questions are able to be asked in those Zoom rooms. And so she then answers those questions and we let you in on the whole conversation. So we know that God wants to continue to see your life healed and whole. And we acknowledge that in this season, people would be at all different parts of this spectrum of mental health and well-being and so she gives great keys she talks about referring um, making sure you reach out if you need the help or the assistance and also just staying really connected to people so here at gather we hope that we can be one of those safe places for you and one of those environments where we keep speaking life and faith and strategies, really practical things into your new now. So why don't you listen into this conversation and anytime you'd love to be in that Zoom room with 50 to 100 other women, then jump on our Facebook, jump on our website and you'll see all the links to that conversation. These true conversations are leading into our true conference in May and we want every single one of you to be in that big, beautiful online global room with us in May. We'll share details about that at the end of the podcast. So listen in. I pray this is helpful. Look through the notes at the end of this episode and you're going to really enjoy hearing from Pastor Emma Richardson from Ontario. Welcome to the Her Influence Podcast, calling women to rise in purpose and influence your world with real voices, bold words, and whole hearts. The Her Influence Podcast is created on behalf of Gather Women by Women in Canada for women everywhere to rise in their leadership influence wherever they are planted. We are grateful for our sponsor partnership for Season 3, Horizon College and Seminary, a center of learning dedicated to prepare leaders for Christian life and ministry, located in Saskatoon. Horizon is launching two amazing initiatives in fall of 2020, a Master of Arts in Ministry Leadership, a program that equips both seasoned and aspiring leaders by combining theological studies, leadership training, and hands-on learning. 
And in partnership with Sisterhood YXE and Lead Women, a women's cohort designed to provide women with a graduate education in ministry leadership that empowers them to bring transformational change to their churches, communities, and world with full or part-time and geographical flexibility. Find out more at horizon.edu. And now, here are your hosts, Kathy Ostapchuk, Vanessa Hoyes, and Caitlin Say. As said, yeah, my husband, Brandon, and I, we pastor uh, Slate Church alongside Luke and Victoria Betger, and it's, um, it's just a real privilege. We started that church in 2017, and we've just seen it totally flourish, and it's incredible what God's doing uh, here, but then we love that we have friends really across the country that um, allow us to see what God's doing really across Canada. So this is such a cool opportunity to come together with women across across Canada and to talk. And, um, you know, we are in such crazy times right now. So it's a real privilege to be able to talk about uh, mental health and our faith and how all of that intertwines. Um, as Vanessa said, I am uh, a registered psychotherapist. So um, I have my own private practice. So uh, busy with that, of course, and then pastoring. Uh, and then I'm also a mom to three amazing little ones. Uh, my daughter, Kenzie, is almost four. My son, Theo, is two and a half. And uh, my littlest one, Claire, is turning one um, on Saturday. So it was fast and furious and uh, basically pregnant for four years straight. But here we are on the other side, uh, the baby is one. So um, yeah, that's that's a little bit about me. Uh, do you want me to jump in, Vanessa, into some thoughts and things like that? Yeah, yeah just tell them because this is our world. You were just um, doing unicorn. What were you doing with your kids? Just oh, yeah. Right. Just before jumping on, I, I took a train with my four-year-old daughter to an enchanted unicorn forest. So I'm not sure uh, <laughs> if, if anyone can relate to that during this time. It's just such a wild Thing. I've said to people, you know, usually as women, we wear a lot of different hats, but usually we get to take one off and then put another one on, head to, you know, our office or head to, um, you know, home or whatever these things are. But in this season, we're literally wearing all of these hats stacked on top of each other. So it's, it's amazing what we're, what we're doing right now. Really. Exactly. No, I love that. That just gives a context to you on what your world is like. And so, yeah, why don't you jump in? I know that um, I've got some questions for you, but honestly, just jump in with just what you're sensing right now across, you know, our nation, the world, and into how that's impacting our mental health and well-being. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, everyone is is saying this. It's really unprecedented times, but but man, is it ever? Um, you know, maybe you've come on this call and you're going, I'm I'm here for myself, and I need to learn a little bit and grow a little bit and, and navigating how I navigate mental health through this. Maybe you're on this on behalf of people around you, where you're going, the people in my world are not coping well, and I don't know how to help them. I don't know how to come alongside them. Um, but yeah, it's it's really uh, the biggest thing is that whatever you're feeling, you're probably not alone in because we don't know how to feel right now. Uh, there's times where there's probably a lot of gratitude and a lot of happiness that maybe we've been able to pause a little bit and slow down and come back. But then there's also this whole other side of really anxiety and stress and fear and uncertainty. I mean, there's 
um, there's this whole pandemic happening and this, this global element of, of the unknown, but then there's also these personal narratives and stories that each one of us are living where our lives look different. Uh, maybe you're working from home and trying to homeschool kids at the same time. Maybe you're now finding yourself uh, in a space where you're finding it's maybe too much time with your spouse. Uh, maybe on the other side, you're feeling a little bit lonely in all of this and you're wondering, where are my friends? I'm feeling insecure. I don't know what this looks like. And so I think that there's a lot going on both globally and individually. And we're going, how do we cope with this? Like, I get the idea that God is in control. I get the idea that there will be an end, even though I don't know it now. I get those things mentally, but I'm not feeling it. And I can't seem to control my thoughts. And I don't know how to handle this right now and how to actually cope with this. Um, so I think that, yeah, there's this whole element to it of going, uh, is this normal? Is this okay? Am I allowed to feel this way? Uh, is anyone else feeling this way? And then what, what do I actually do with that? So, yeah, I wrote down a few thoughts um, when Vanessa reached out just to, to kind of encourage and hopefully help to give some practical, these are things I can actually do on a, on a daily basis. And this is how my faith fits into this. You know, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, our feelings and our thoughts and what's going on here and, and how we are probably feeling a lot of things um, or the people around us are feeling a lot of things. And I think it's really important that we actually allow ourselves to feel those things. As women, we can become so judgmental and so shame-filled surrounding our feelings and surrounding our emotions and what's going on with us. And, um, you know, mental health is a spectrum. It's not really uh, uh, either I am mentally healthy or not. It's not an either or. It's not either I'm struggling with my mental health or I'm perfectly okay on an emotional spectrum. It, it's a spectrum. So some of us are, are navigating more severe mental health things like uh, depression, things like panic attacks, um, maybe other things that you have diagnosis for and that sort of thing. But then for many of us, we're navigating our emotions and that's still on that spectrum because mental health is just keeping ourselves healthy when it comes to our minds, our feelings. And listen, as women and, and as people, we are uh, holistic beings. You know, we can't separate our emotions from our thoughts, from our spirituality, from, uh, you know, our physical bodies. All of these things are interconnected. So they're going to affect one another even during this time. So I think it's just important that we have that in mind and that we don't get so hard on ourselves for the things that we're feeling during this time, because you're probably feeling a lot or you're probably thinking a lot. And just when, just talking about feelings first, maybe you're a feeler. Uh, if you're the type of person that typically says, I feel, when you say something, you're probably more of a feeler than if you're the type of person that says, I think, uh, when, you're, when you say so. If you say, I think, you're more of a thinker. But if you're more of a feeler, I want to touch on that first. You know, some of us are feelers, but we really resist feeling. Uh, you know, we, we judge ourselves for it. We shame ourselves for it. We shouldn't feel this way. Maybe we've never had permission to feel a certain way. Um, and I want to encourage you in this time, it is important that we allow ourselves to feel things. Uh, if you're feeling sad, I know for myself, I have felt very sad and disappointed and, and these sorts of feelings. It's important to let yourself cry, to let yourself feel that, to let yourself um, actually 
uh, understand that emotion. Because if we don't, what tends to happen in our emotions is we start to, they start to get stuck. We start to ball them up and they start to get stuck within us. We can usually feel it somewhere in our chest, somewhere in our stomach, and we start to feel totally overwhelmed. And then all of a sudden these negative secondary emotions start to come out. Things like anger, things like frustration. Uh, they start to lash out. We get short with the people around us. We're mad at our kids all day. We don't, and really what's happening is that we're sad. Really what's happening is that we feel disappointed. Really what's happening is something else that we haven't allowed ourselves to feel. And now it's just lashing out in other ways. So we have to recognize that feelings move. They change as we feel them. I don't know if you've ever had like a good cry and afterwards you're like, okay, I'm okay now. I'm good now. Maybe this morning you had a good cry and now you're like, okay, I'm good now. I feel better now. Um, it's important that we do that. It, you're going to stop crying. It's not going to last forever. You're going to be okay. Uh, but just allow yourself to feel that and not allow there to be so much judgment surrounding that um, and shame surrounding that. Shame is just feeling like we've done something, something wrong and that's made us unworthy. Of, of relationship and unworthy of connection. And, I, and and it's important that we can release that and say, hey, it's okay for me to feel this. It's okay. I'm going to give myself that permission to do that. But then some of us are, are thinkers. Some of us are both and they connect, but some of us are thinkers where maybe in this season you are overthinking and there is just this like thought train that keeps going in your head over and over and over again uh, of just the negative thoughts of what could happen. And, you know, what if I get sick? What if someone I love gets sick? How do I handle this? What am I going to do? My kids are driving me nuts. I can't get out of the house. And there's all of these thoughts that maybe are, are running through your head. And uh, that can be really exhausting and really overwhelming. And I think it's important that we, we start to recognize that a thought is just a thought. And it's what we do with that thought that matters. So you might have a negative thought that comes into your head. You might have something that pops up that, that comes in, but sometimes we can get so afraid of our thoughts when in reality, it's just a thought. We get to decide what we're going to do with that. We might have an anxious thought. We might have something come in that we're going, where did that come from? I don't really feel that way. I don't really believe that. But we have these thoughts come into our mind. It's our choice if we're going to jump on that train of thought and ride it out of the station. Or if we are going to say, no, I'm going to give this to God. I'm going to take that thought captive. I'm going to talk about that with someone else. I'm going to, I'm going to bring it uh, into the light and actually say, hey, this is this is what this thought is and try to understand it a little bit more or just say, Hey, that was just a thought and I don't need to dwell on that. And I'm going to do something else. Um, but not giving our thoughts the, that power uh, over us where it just consumes us and then brings us into these feelings of anxiety and stress and, and depression and these things that can be overwhelming us. So, I mean, we are facing big things, but it's important that we, we start to normalize and recognize that that's okay that we can feel these things um, and, and it's okay. We can think these things and it's okay, but it's what we do with that that really makes the difference. You know, God hasn't called us to live full of fear and full of stress and full of anxiety um, and to have these thoughts that are just running through our mind. That's, that's not what God has called us to do. You know, I've been thinking about this idea of, you know, so many people have talked about productivity in this time and how can we be productive and how can we get things done? And then on the flip side, people have said, ah, oh, you know, just be like, just be whoever you want to be. If you want to watch Netflix all day, if you want to stay in your track pants all day, just be that. 
And I was thinking about this and praying about this, and I really felt um, God just impress upon my heart that if we are uh, if we are being lazy and if we are being uh, stressed out and if we are being anxious and we are being fear filled and we are being those things we are not being who God has called us to be. So it's okay to acknowledge those things, but then we need the strategies to be able to step forward and say, okay, God, but I'm not going to stay here. I'm recognizing that this is where I'm at, but I'm not going to stay here because I know that you have more for me and that you are good. So there's some things that we can do. Is this okay? Is this all right? This is good. Amazing. So far? Okay. Yeah. Some things we can do. I want to get really practical with some, some strategies that we can take on, uh, as, as women, um, we need to get real about what we need and ask for it. Uh, so some of us expect that our families and our friends and our spouses and the people around us can read our minds, um, you know, that, that they should just know what we need and that they can provide that to us and we can feel better and we can feel good. But I I just want to let you know, no one can read your mind. No one can read your mind. And some of us, when you're asked that question, hey, what do you need? I ask clients this all the time. What do you need? What do you need? And and most of the time, the answer is, I don't even know. I don't know what I need. And and maybe you feel that way where you're like, I need something, but I don't even know what I need. If someone asked me, I don't even know what I would say to that. And I think that's probably an important question to ask yourself is, what do I need? Um, If you don't know, do some trial and error. Maybe you need 20 minutes to yourself. Maybe you need to get outside. Maybe you need um, just a a date night with your spouse. Maybe you need uh, just to to talk to somebody about uh, your kids and some parenting strategies during this time and um, your faith. What, What do I need? And if you try something out and it's not what you need and it doesn't hit the mark, that's okay. It's not a failure. Just set it aside. That didn't work for you. Try something else. Uh, but actually taking some time and thinking even like just 20 minutes, just like the length of a, a, a short TV show, just going, what do I actually need? Maybe jotting some of those things down um, in this season. It's going to help you get some vision and direction about who you are, what you need, and bring clarity for people around you, Uh, especially if you've been feeling really down and really negative and anxious, or especially if thoughts have been kind of running through your head. It's going, what do I need? So that's a piece of it. Um, Finding really practical coping strategies is also important. I mean, for most of us, our whole world, our whole routines have just been flipped upside down, or it looks different. For all of us, life looks different in some capacity. Um, So I always encourage people to get back to the basics of, am I doing these basic things? Am I seeing these basic things in my life in order to be thriving? So some of those basic things are, is, am I exercising? This does not have to be a crazy, like, workout that you're all of a sudden like going nuts for like six hours a day. That does not, am I going for a walk or am I uh, moving in some class? Am I putting on like a fun song in my kitchen and dancing for 10 minutes? Like, am I doing something to get my heart rate up and moving? Am I exercising? What does my sleep look like? Uh, Is it, is it, do I have enough sleep? Am I um, sleeping well when I go to sleep? Is my room set up so that I could sleep or do I have the TV on 
and my phone in my hand and, you know, things happening all around me? Or what is my sleep going like? Am I going to bed at the same time every day? Am I waking up at the same time every day? These kind of basic things. What does my diet look like? What am I eating right now? Am I eating enough? Am I eating uh, uh, healthy, good, whole foods during this time? All of those types of questions are really important. Where's my relationship with God at? Am I spending time with him? Am I, am I getting into his word? Am I praying? Am I listening and worshiping um, and, and doing those things? What does this look like holistically? These are the basic things. Oftentimes people are coming and saying, I'm so anxious and I don't know what to do. And I'm saying, Hey, like, what time did you go to bed last night? And they're like three in the morning. And, uh, you know, I was up just scrolling or I was up reading the news or up doing these things. And we have to take these basic things and bring intentionality to it if we're going to actually um, find ourselves thriving in this season. So, and really any season of life, not just particular to this, um, being intentional about reaching out, connecting with people, uh, building those relationships and knowing, do I need to do 20 phone calls a day or do I need to do one phone call a day and not having that pressure on you? Uh, that's the trial and error as well. Maybe you're, maybe you're feeling overconnected and you just need to realize that you don't need to call 30 people in one day. It's okay to call, you know, two or three and not feel exhausted by that either. So really just trying to figure what do those things look like for you? What works for you? Just getting an overview of what are your days looking like and, and are there things you could be bringing in that would help you even now? Um, you know, I, I wanted to remind you as well as a strategy is remembering that God can handle your big emotions. You know, sometimes we even feel shame around bringing things to God. Like, God, I know uh, you told me to, you know, cast my fears and anxieties upon you. And I did that yesterday and I'm feeling anxious today. And now I feel bad about that. So maybe I shouldn't come and bring it to you again today. And God's like, I just want you to come. I just want you to be here. I, I understand. I can carry that. This isn't too big for me. You don't have to manage God. Uh, sometimes as women, we feel like we have to manage the people around yeah. us, manage our spouse, manage our kids, manage our friends, manage our church, manage, 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 but we don't have to manage God. He can handle it. He can take it. What your spouse can't take, he can take. What your kids can't handle from you, he can, you're not too much for God. Your emotions and your thoughts, they're not too much for God. He already knows it. So it's just about being honest with him. Um, but I did want to say, uh, and I'll, I'll wrap up in just a moment or two, but I did want to say that, listen, for some of us, we're also going, hey, is this just normal emotion that makes sense that I'm feeling this during this time? Or is this something more? Like, is, is do I need to seek out some uh, help for this? How do I know when I've kind of uh, moved along that spectrum to a place where I could actually use some additional help and that sort of thing. And I just jotted down a couple of things here. Um, one is that your usual coping strategies aren't working anymore. So I know in this season, maybe uh, you've wrestled with some of this thinking, some of this feeling before, and maybe your coping strategy has been to go and you know walk around a park or to go to Starbucks and get your favorite drink or to go and catch up with a friend in a, in a particular place. And you might be going, I need to find different coping strategies. That's the trial and error that I was talking about. Um, but if you're finding that those coping strategies aren't working, that the anxiety is still there, that the feelings are still overwhelming, uh, that you can't get your thoughts under control and, and the things that you're trying to do aren't helping you, that might be a sign that, uh, that maybe you, you need some additional help. 
maybe you're finding that it's really repetitive and you can't shake it off. You can't, you can't navigate the feeling that things aren't, aren't helping, that it's maybe increasing and getting worse. Uh, and it's really difficult to function things like it's hard to get out of bed in the morning, or you just can't even imagine going outside, or you haven't talked to anyone in a number of days and you're just kind of shutting yourself off and just pulling back. And if you can just feel yourself pulling back and you feel like, I don't know how to, how to change that, that might be a sign that you need some additional help. Um, if your thoughts have become oriented towards uh, harming yourself, harming other people, uh, suicide, those sorts of things, um, don't just brush that off as like, hey, that's not a big deal. Uh, but actually recognize that people can help you. Like they, you can have help with those thoughts and you don't have to navigate that by yourself. So that's really important. Um, yeah, if you just have a hard time doing normal tasks, if you're finding yourself having panic attacks, uh, on any type of semi-regular basis, or even if you just want more support, I think for some of us, we have it that, okay, I have to check off this list of things before I can get more support. Um, that's really uh, not the case. I mean, there are therapists. Uh, one thing that I'm really passionate about is normalizing um, therapy because for some of us, we go, okay, that's for people who are really in a tough spot, who are really, I don't want to take someone's time when someone else can be, we, you know, we get selfless with that. But when in, in reality, it's like, hey, you could probably benefit from this. Um, I know for myself, I've, I've seen therapists for sure. My husband and I, we haven't had massive issues in our marriage, but proactively we've been going to see a, a a marriage therapist for a number of years. And um, yeah, I, I recommend it. I always say that everyone could benefit from therapy. Really anyone and everyone can benefit no matter where you're at. Um, the, the therapist is really there to come alongside you. And right now, all across Canada, therapists have moved their practices online. So you can, you don't have to think, okay, maybe I'll put that on my calendar when all of this is over. But you can actually, it's more accessible now really than ever before because uh, you don't even have to leave your home. Um, so just an encourage there that you can benefit, your marriage can benefit your family, uh, you can benefit from it and just finding a therapist that's right for you. Maybe you've been to therapy before and it has not been a good fit and you're like, this was insane. I'm not going back to this person. This person's crazy. Um, yeah, I've been there too. So, uh, so just try someone else. Sometimes it takes a few times before you find a good fit for you. But I just wanted to take that kind of stigma away of, uh, you know, that, that therapy is this kind of crazy thing and scary thing and uncertain thing. It, it is those things. It is really scary to cross that threshold, to let someone into places that maybe no one else is in your life, but, um, but it's also super rewarding. So yeah, if you're, if you're struggling and feeling like you're having a really hard time, uh, I encourage you to talk to someone or talk to your doctor as well. Um, there could be medication that, that might be helpful for you because mental health, uh, mental illness is, is an illness and it is something that at times we definitely need medication for. So, um, so yeah, just growing in our awareness of ourselves and trusting God in this, but recognizing that God has given us resource that we can also utilize. He's given us one another. He's given us professionals. He's given us so much that we can use in order to continue to be healthy in this. So um, just really wanted to encourage you in that today. And I'm not sure maybe some of you would have questions about, about some of these things or, or more specifics, but that's a little bit of an overview of, hey, here are some strategies you can use, but also um, mm -hmm. just, hey, 
you're not alone. It's normal. Uh, man, I've been waking up and there are mornings where I'm just like, oh my goodness, like I can't go anywhere with my kids today. And this is insane. And, uh, how am I going to do all of this? And just feeling totally overwhelmed. And, um, yeah, so you're, you're certainly not alone in this. It's so easy to look on social media and be like, oh, these people are doing so great. And they just baked bread from scratch. And, you know, this person has been exercising like crazy and their kids are actually like sitting down and learning things. And my kids don't know anything. And, you know, uh, like we can judge ourselves so much, especially in the world we live in now. And it's going like, hey, listen, that mom was probably also losing it on her kids five minutes ago and you know that person had an argument with their spouse today this person took three hours to get out of bed this morning like it is a real thing and we need to be a bit more gracious to ourselves and the people around us just because they look like they're doing well on social media don't let that fool you please still reach out to your friends and and people because they're they might not be right like that spectrum that that there's moments and there's days and and those sorts of things so yeah yeah Emma, I'm so grateful for your wisdom ah. and that this uh, like mindfulness of all the different scenarios that's going on for people right now. Absolutely. And so, um, so many moments, I mean, the girls were just typing comment after comment, like these take homes. I think personally, I'm, I'm hearing, um, you don't have to manage God. You're, yeah. you're not too much, right? Like powerful and um, releasing this shame and then mental health is a spectrum like just that word that you opened up this conversation I know quite a few girls just came on throughout the conversation we'll have it recorded later but that it's a spectrum I think is pretty incredible too so we definitely have some time for questions um I I think if I could just open up the floor and say you mentioned like if people are in their head or their heart like just what are they, where they're carrying, what is going on right now? What about for those that are numb to it, you know, like that are kind of feeling and not thinking and a bit asleep to this right now? And that's their coping mechanism. Yeah, I mean, for, for a lot of us, we that is a defense for sure. It's just, um, it's just kind of freezing and, and not knowing how to feel and not knowing what to think and feeling like if we were to open that up, we would just be totally flooded and totally overwhelmed. So we, instead we put up this uh, stone wall. You know, in relationships, this is a really common thing. It's called stonewalling. Uh, when we feel flooded by our partner, we, we just put up this stone wall for some of us and it becomes our defense. And it's really unhealthy in relationships because it just doesn't let the other person in at all. And it can be really unhealthy for us as individuals as well, just to put up this stone wall. Um, I would say for someone like that, allow other people in because yeah, to do that on your own and to be like, oh, I'm just going to pull this down. That's really difficult to do. Um, and it can feel really overwhelming to do. But if you have a trusted friend and you can just say, I don't even know how to feel in this. I don't know what I'm feeling. And you can just kind of dig into that a little bit. Um, that can be helpful. Even just like you can Google like, um, uh, different feelings and start to go through a list and just be like, Hey, what do I, cause some of us are like, do I feel sad? No. Do I feel happy? No. Do I feel angry? No. Okay. I don't know what I feel. Um, and we just don't have the language. It's like, we're trying to speak a different language. So it's okay just to type things into Google and try to understand them. Um, but yeah, for sure. I think if you are feeling really numb, uh, it's probably important to go, okay, at some point that numbness is going to, is going to melt off. 
or I'm going to find myself bitter. Usually if we, we find ourselves numb, we end up finding ourselves bitter um, if we don't start navigating and dealing with that. So I would just encourage you to try to start to navigate what you're feeling. Uh, it's okay if you're not feeling negative. We don't all have to be feeling stressed and anxious and worried right now. Like it's okay if you're feeling happy. Maybe you're feeling like, I'm so glad that my kids are home and I'm so happy to be having this pause and, and things like, you don't have to feel ashamed of that either. That's okay. Uh, to be feeling that we can, we can feel two things at once. We can feel many, many things at once. We can be really sad and really upset about the the pandemic that this world is facing and also feel grateful that we can have our family close by or our kids close by, or maybe some time off Mm -hmm. or whatever we need in this season. We can feel both and we don't have to feel ashamed of feeling those things. So. I really love that, um, that we can feel both because I think what's happening is it, it, even acknowledging what we're feeling or processing it is hard because we're saying, oh, oh, we haven't had this happen or therefore I shouldn't be feeling this at this level, you know, the tension and the stress or I haven't lost a loved one. So really I should, the grief I feel around losing a job and then we kind of minimize it with, oh, but, but I still have my health or, you know, like, and we're always comparing these, this, this, these emotions to someone else, either better or worse and it doesn't give permission for people to feel and feel it all at once like you're saying so yeah, sure super helpful amazing Kathy do you want to say anything and then we've got a few guest questions send a few questions to um to Rebecca over on her um pri- private chat you can send them to Rebecca and she'll just ask Emma some but Kathy did you want to say anything yeah, I was just thinking that this season, what it's done is 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 sort of level the playing field. So there were people that were looked like they were doing great all the time, and we tend to follow those people and put ourselves in a different sphere. But what this season has done is like we're all in it together, and we're realizing that we all had cracks. You know, we all had places where, you know, there was a little bit of dysfunction and 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 ill health. And I think what it's done for all of us is say you know, we all have work to do and it's okay. It's normalized it, you know, and we need to, there's nobody better or worse, but also those that will help can help. It's an ebb and flow. There are those that are not feeling as much of the stress of it for whatever reason. So they're there to, to kind of pull the other ones along and there'll be a season where the other ones will be pulling the other ones. And I think that's the beauty of it, of this is that when we can level the playing field and say, we're all here to really get each other to the finish line, that it takes the shame and the stigma and the judgment away. So I'm so glad that you brought that up because I think the worst part of this is that we do say all or nothing. Like I'm suffering from mental health. I'm suffering from anxious thoughts and then we put ourselves in one category but hey we're all there at some point and we're all there to kind of move each other forward so I thank you for sort of addressing that shame piece of it and bringing it to us it's amazing brilliant brilliant so good Rebecca do you have some questions from some of the girls on with us today I do. I'm just responding to one of them. So the first, so we have some great questions, actually. Um, uh, The first question was, so you talked about being a thinker or 
being a feeler and, and, and one of the questions was, so how does a thinker deal with feelings that they're experiencing that, that they don't have any idea what to do with? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, for many of us, and just to clarify with that, like we tend one way, we're all both. We, we're all both thinkers and feelers, of course, um, but we can tend one way or another. But yeah, for someone who's super logical and super reasonable, and you kind of go, I'm mostly up here, all of a sudden I'm feeling all of this stuff, and I don't know what to do with that, and that really scares me. Um, just recognize that, yeah, a feeling is just a feeling. The more we uh, let it be what it is, and that can sound a little bit uh, you know, vague, but letting it be what it is and not trying to overanalyze every single feeling we have, um, the more it's going to move and change and shift. Uh, for some of us, we want to take feelings and bring them into like, how, what does this mean? And, and how do I think about this? And, and really it's just a feeling. It's okay. It's just sadness. Like you're going to be okay. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just a moment of joy. That's okay. You can have that. So I think just saying it's okay. And, and I'm going to allow myself to feel that at times. And I don't have to fully understand it. Um, that's, a, that's another level of release for someone who really likes to overthink and overanalyze or just think and understand things. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, if you're feeling a lot of things and you want to start to understand those more, um, talk to somebody about it, whether it's a trusted friend or a pastor or a therapist. Um, they're probably going to be able to help you process those feelings and start making connections. Really, a therapist helps to make connections for you and uh, helps you to reach those goals that you're looking for. So, so I would say, yeah, if you're really confused and wondering and it's bothering you, for sure, get someone to help you make some of those connections that you're looking for. So good. Thank you. Um, so we actually, the next two are kind of connected. So one was how do we, um, how do we help others navigate through this like young children or adult children? And then actually I've sort of been trying to ask them if they want to bring their questions forward so that this is really a conversation. So Stacy, Stacy's going to add her question into that because they're really connected. Um, the one that I received and, and Stacy's. So Stacy. Sure. Hi, Emma. Um, so I have a couple teenage girls at home um, and we are a homeschool family. So somewhat of this life is normal to us. Um, so what's not normal and what I'm curious about and kind of, I guess the challenge for me is like, so they're 18 and 16. So how do you have suggestions for helping guide them through this like isolation from their friends? They had this sense of autonomy and like independence and my 18 year old was like just getting traction on what she felt like was her purpose and like her motivations and then it's all it's halted um and so there are days like she comes upstairs and she's just like it's just miserable mom so we're trying to validate her feelings but also like find this space where i find my i don't want to fix but my my instinct is to be like, well, let's find you a project to be distracted on or, you know, so yeah. So just, I guess, like, do you have, what, what can you speak into that? Like, especially for this person who's in that space between they were just this close to full, you know, independence. And now all of a sudden they're just like slung right back into this, um, not having a choice. That's her, I think biggest struggle is like my choice has been taken from me. Um, yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's really important to recognize uh, for teenagers, but also on a whole, that like we are grieving right now. This like the nation is grieving, and um, and as individuals, many of us are grieving. And when you're grieving, many of us need space. So it sounds like your girls, there's this grief process of of this is what life was like, and there can be anger with that, and there can be denial with that, and ultimately, hopefully, some acceptance around that. Um, and we get to this place where we're just going. Uh, I don't even know what to do. I don't know how I'm feeling. I don't, I feel so out of control. And just uh, when we are in grief, we need people to hold space for us and just allow us to feel those things and allow us to be frustrated. Um, in order to help other people, often I say, take a curious stance. Uh, so that's a place of going, asking questions. You know, what's that like for you? Um, you know, how, how can you, how do you feel about that? What, what's that? I can't even imagine how difficult that would be. I know so many people are struggling with this. What's that experience like for you personally? And, uh, you know, what, what do you want to do about it? Like, what do you want to do? What do you think? And what's it like not to know what to do about it? It's these places of um, really saying, I'm going to stay curious here because that person probably knows what they need. They just need the space to start figuring that out and the space for it to be okay that they don't know what they need. So I think that you're right on with validating um, validating the feelings that are coming out, but then just holding that space. And that is a tense place to be because a lot of times we do want to fix things and we want to say, well, just do this and that'll make it better. And I want to give advice and I want to tell you all of these things. Um, and there's places for that, but also just to say like, Hey, this, like this person's grieving, uh, because we don't have choice just as in, as in, um, grief surrounding death, we don't have choice surrounding that and that's part of the grief process and so yeah just really uh really navigating that it might be helpful even to um, do some googling and research on grief like the stages of grief we've probably heard of these when it comes to um, helping someone navigate death but also in this situation it can sound a little funny uh but we're grieving um opportunities we're grieving life the way it was we're grieving friends we're grieving so much really as a country right now and some of us are hesitant to put that on it but i think it's important that we name it yeah that's awesome thank you the grieving process is something we have been having lots of conversations yeah. around and just helping them know that they'll ebb and flow through the four stages, um, yeah. as will I, <laughs> um, and just being okay with like, why don't we just go to our respective corners? We're all in the house, yeah. but yeah, like redefining that quiet thinking space as well has been, has been challenging, but also helpful. So, um, yeah. but thank you. Okay. It's amazing. And the chat that is going on in the side there as well, if you have a chance, all the girls are kind of also saying some of the strategies they've got and they're using right now. And they, someone just said they wrote a letter. And so just read through some of that as well, because we can learn from one another. So Rebecca, was there any other last question? Because then I want to hand it back over to Kathy for the last few minutes. That's all I have today, but great questions. Thank you for being part of the conversation, ladies. Yeah. And Emma, where can the girls find you, either genuinely for some professional help or just to continue to be inspired by your life and leadership and voice in our nation? Yeah, um, I am. I have my website, emmarichardson.ca, for any professional care or needs. There's a form on there you can fill out. I'm also uh, over at Slate Church. Obviously, you can find me there. And then I'm on I'm on Instagram if you 
look me up. I'm trying to think what my, I don't even know what my handle is. Um, I think that it's Mrs. It's Mrs. It's Mrs. It's Mrs. Mrs. Emma Richardson. Mrs. Emma and, Richardson. and we've tagged you, we've tagged you in our Facebook private oh, group. Well, yeah, there you so. go. You can find me there too. Just watch yeah. my kids have, uh, have a great time. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, and just before I hand back over to Kathy, um, thank you so much, Emma, for your time today. Yes. And um, thank you for having excited. me. Love Super what you're doing. This is great. Yeah, it feels really, really powerful. And thanks for being our first guest. And um, we get to hear from you in our true conference as well. And for the girls that are online as well, um. I want to just highlight some of this processing. Why don't you do by downloading um, the intermission journal that we actually have as a gift for you through Gather? I think it would be, um, I just downloaded it the other day and printing it off here. Like it actually would be a great place in this season to write down what is happening in your life and how God is going to use the story that is unfolding. So, um, our girls can just put on the, the link to that um, on the Facebook group, which is amazing. Oh, it's actually here as well. And um, I just thought what a great way to process this part of our story that way too. So, so thanks again, Emma. Well, how profound was that conversation, girls? What rich strategy we were just given in all of our lives, wherever we find ourselves on this spectrum, what great strategies we were given to continue to thrive in our mental health and well-being. And as she just stated again, if you need professional help, we encourage you to really reach out in this season and make sure that you get the support that you need. Join our conversations, join a gather circle, find your place in this story. And more than anything, we'd love to encourage you to be in our online conference called True on May 22nd and 23rd in just a month's time. This is going to be a phenomenal experience together where we just have women from all across our nation, leaders in and of their own um, right in their own place, speaking and prophesying over you and where you sit in our nation and where you stand with your voice in our nation and really just speaking life over our nation right now as women. And so you're going to love this conference. I can't believe we get to go online for this conference. We were going to do it anyway. This current reality has really opened up the opportunity for that. And so we have so many amazing invited guests. You get to jump on the website, look through all the information, the speakers, the way you can register and actually have a few days access to that conference or register for just a little bit more money and you'll get access to that all year long, particularly if you're a leader or someone who would then use that in different rooms later. You're going to love the true conference that we have on offer for you. So go ahead, girls, and register. Cannot wait to see you online with us in May. And for some of those extra details that we referenced today, the intermission journal and the way we're just speaking over this life-interrupted season, then you can follow us on social media. You can jump on our website and you can actually come into those conversations online on a Tuesday and a Thursday by joining our closed Facebook group called True Conversations. So 
We love you girls. We are praying regularly for you here at Gather. We are laboring to continue to make an environment where even beyond your own circle, you're just lifting your head to see what God is doing amongst the women of this nation. So be blessed today. Reach out. Let us know if there's anything you need based on today's conversation. And we cannot wait to have you join us for the next episode of Her Influence podcast. We actually get to have Kathy, our visionary, interview Pastor Helen Burns from uh, Vancouver, BC, and phenomenal mother in our nation. She's literally like a mother voice, mother hen to our nation. You're going to love her. She's going to talk about love, relationships, and marriage in COVID-19-20 and how to keep strategies for flourishing in our relationships. So cannot wait to hear from her next episode. We love you girls. Thanks for listening to the Her Influence podcast. Download and share this episode and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Go to gatherwomen.com for show notes, resources, and events in your area. We invite you to join the movement to hear the voices of women represented in equal value and strength in all kingdom conversations, and to see the presence of women in equal value and strength in every area of influence. And now, rise in purpose and influence your world with real voices, bold words, and whole hearts.